This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Agency Intelligence, where we give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that the industry tries to make you believe. I'm Jason Cass. I'm your host. As you know, as a loyal listener, I'm always your host. There's no one else your host. Well, I guess there's been a couple of times we've had uh, Wesley Anderson or some other people lead it, but you know. You know what's up when you hit the play button. And today I have our man, Mr. Jared Bellman. Now, here's the here's the thing I want to say before I get on to Jared is I want to say real quick, AIbrainshare.com. I know for a fact this is like the third or fourth week of March when you're hearing this and pretty much probably almost sold out. I'm telling you right now, if not, we're probably 75 to 80 percent full uh, full. AIbrainshare.com. The only way you have any chance of getting in is to get in there and put on the invite code. AIbrainshare.com. That be sure to get to that. Get to that. And I appreciate you as a loyal listener. I want you to know that. And 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 why I keep beating you up on the AI Brainshare is because I want you there. We 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 have this relationship through your speakers in your car or through your headphones or the or the speakers that you have in your office. And we've had this for sometimes a couple months, a year, or maybe you've been a loyal listener from the very beginning back to 2014. The point is, is let's take this relationship a little bit further and meet me October 25th through the 28th in Puerto Rico. I'm pretty sure Jared's going to be there because if he's not, I'm going to make sure he's there. And so you're going to get to find out after this awesome podcast, you're going to say, how do I get to know that guy? Well, October 25th to 28th, you can meet Jared and me in Puerto Rico. It's going to be beautiful. It's brain share. It's not a conference. It's not a convention. You can say to yourself, Jason, I already have enough conferences and conventions to go to. Great. Go to them all. But this is an event. AIbrainshare.com. Jared Belmont, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Cass. How are you doing? I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing good. I'm, as you can tell with that opening, I'm truly, truly excited about uh, Brainshare uh, 2020. I think it gets better every year by the feedback I get. And this year, I'm taking it a step further um, on some of the feedback that I've gotten over the last year or two. And uh, I think it's going to be a great time. So excuse yeah, me why I had to get that out of the way. No, no, that's great. That's actually how I first heard of you when you had your brand share in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was our second one um, right after Chicago. And that was good. And it was actually Grow Lab then. That's right. That, that's right. Yeah. That was the actual last time it was named Grow Lab. And I had my friends, man, they came up to me, Jared, and, 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 and Jeff Roy is one of them. And Jeff says to me, he says, Cass, he says, my friends back home are asking me like, what the hell are you doing at this grow lab? You know, and if you and if you go out and hashtag other grow labs or grow <laughs> yeah, lab twenty eighteen, you end up in 
<laughs> that's right. You end up in Germany in some fields, you know, and right. you're, and they're talking about a smoke fest, you know. So it's like, it's like, you know, hey. So I thought to myself that might be a good idea. I'm pretty and sure we, we got some grow labs up here in Asheville. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> this is America now. Good point. Yeah, they're right, right here too. Uh, so no, the I I really I'm I'm excited about this podcast, dude. Excited about this podcast because. Jared, this is something that you and I have like unofficially known each other for a couple of years now and unofficially through Hanley and through Ashfits and some of these awesome other rock stars out there, uh, Miss Cotton, you know, all of these people. And you kind of bounce around, if I'm if I'm correct, a little bit more in the Twitter sphere. Am I right or wrong about that, Jared? Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, is that that's probably like your number one. Probably Instagram is probably my number one, but Twitter's – I probably use Twitter more than I use Facebook now. Okay, yeah, 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 because I don't ever hardly see you out there commenting on Facebook, and we miss you, dude. We miss you. Um, and then you're yeah, obviously well, spinning honest, up. I've, so I've, I've actually tried to refocus my Facebook to my local community and away from the insurance industry. Ah, good call. So I kind of – I abuse Twitter for the insurance uh, good feels, and then I use Facebook locally. So I try not to – I've actually tried to refocus that over the last two years to – to get less okay. of my feed from the insurance industry and more prospecting and building the community. Okay. Then that makes sense, dude. That makes sense. And that, you know, that's a guy with a strategy. That's not like, well, that's like me. I'm like, well, one minute I'm over here. One minute I'm over there. You uh, attacked it with a strategy. And and I like that, dude. I like that because I think we kind of got away from that. Right. It was like the, um, it was the new Facebook in 2009, 2010, really started hopping. It, it it started getting into business and people were like, wow, I can use this as a business tool. I feel as if Facebook then started to realize it could make money off of businesses. And around 2012, 2013, when they started changing the edge rank algorithm of Facebook and started kind of mer- trying to say lowering your reach, making people spend more. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's just the way that it is. You kind of noticed the experts started to come in and started saying, oh, well, you were able to do this, but now you need to do this. And there was people out there who were getting, you know, they had a thousand fans and they'd get a thousand, they'd post something and go to a thousand people. Right. And then there right. was, they had a thousand fans and they'd post it and it'd go to 20 people that created a market for marketers to come in and say, I can get you up to a hundred people or 200 people out of that thousand on the post or maybe even more. But what my point is, is I'm coming back to this, Jared, is is now I'm starting to see that a lot of those quote unquote Facebook marketers, they're still there. They're still doing a good job, but they've kind of faded off because we are starting to realize there's no silver bullets in that. Right. And so when I'm everybody became an expert. Exactly. And now what I'm starting to see more is you. I'm starting to see more of the, hey, I use the pay per click ads, but that's what I'm trying to get my message out of how I can help people or trying to find their pain points or using my community to connect others. Right. That's that's what this is about. On a, You think about this, Jared, on a on a on a on a industry scale. That's what I do. I use right. my community so I can connect other people to make us all better. You're saying I'm doing that in a similar way on Facebook. Right. So I think, Go ahead, I think take it in, away. The last, in the last two years, we've seen groups take off in Facebook and mm-hmm. we see it in the industry, but we see it, I see it locally. So 
some of my, so I've been networking in insurance for seven years locally and made it a big priority for that face-to-face. People know me, people know I sell insurance, but taking it to Facebook where there's nothing better than being on a local yard sale site or a local business site that's just, hey, if you have services, you know, offer them up here. And you get the people that post on there and I just feel that's salesy and kitschy and, you know, yeah. other people do that. The best is when someone gets on there and says, hey, I'm looking for insurance. And I got four or five people commenting, man, reach out to Jared. That's just, that's how I've been using Facebook in the last two years. Correct. And that and that's and that's so powerful. I have some posts that I did back in 2011 and 2012 where someone said, uh, where can I find a good insurance agent and blah, 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 blah. And there was about 30 comments on the thing. I actually still have the screenshot. Um, well, I guess you could probably go to my Facebook page and find it. Um, and and it and they listed off, there was like, I think six, five or six agents that were listed. One of the agents was listed once. Two of the agents were listed two or three times. Some of the agents were listed a handful of times. But the second place agent was listed like 15 times. And the number one agent, which was me, was mentioned over 30 times. Okay, yeah, That's, now, how, that's I, how you win. That's how you win. Now, here's the deal. When I say they, they, they tagged me all over, but then there would be multiple people that would like just that post. So that's right. how I'm adding up all these, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what was amazing is number two, the second place agent was Travis Etheridge, who I went and hunted down and brought in as a partner because he was <laughs> his awesome. buddy. He always, he always was, you know? Smart. So, so you're right about that, Jared, though. And I love this. You're coming back to trying to create those groups. Now, let me let me just... Let me just stop right here and ask you a question about this because I have had a lot of pushback on this. And sometimes, Jared, it's one of those things that I think I've had so much pushback that it could work, right? You know what I'm talking about? One of those things where people are like, oh, no, that won't work. That won't work. I thought about creating a group for my clients on Facebook, and it would just be my clients of the Insurance Alliance. And so whenever we would write their policy or we would do marketing campaign to them, we would invite them to be a member. And this would be a place where they could ask questions, um, where they could get simple. um, And we don't do any requests or anything like that. It's just a way for us as an agency community to come together. And I would put on there like we can't ask about coverages or anything that needs to be called here. I think people's brain starts to go a million different ways and it scares them because people are like, oh, yeah, well, what if somebody's mad and they get on there and they just start ripping you? First of all, I don't know about you, but that's not the kind of client that I need. And I would I would politely fire them. But number two, they already have those avenues, Jared. Right. They could go write a Google review. They could go to our Facebook page and put some stuff on there. They could tweet my my agency into the ground. They could go to LinkedIn and post on there. Why do we think all of a sudden that when we create this group just for our clients, they're going to, it could be worse. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but Jared, what are your thoughts on that? I think, I think it's a great idea. I've been through that thought process before. I think the biggest problem with creating a group on Facebook is that you have to build that community and nurture those relationships. And so it's another time feed. But if, if you could put that time in, I think, I think the naysayers just... I mean, I think that's ridiculous. I think if you're you're just you're putting a simple mind to something that could be great. But I think if you could do it, if you can nurture a community just like you would nurture your normal clients through emails or, you know, right. onboarding, 
then there's no reason why that couldn't be another asset. And not only that, how powerful could it be if you have real estate agents that are personal lines clients and a roofer that is a commercial client, you can connect them on there. Or you have yeah. a, you know, you have a, you I'm know, about. yeah, man, you can just create your own community and everybody's referring um, back and forth. I think that could be super powerful. So yeah, powerful. Chris Lee or Chris Lanjo, Chris Pirodiso has a thing he's had for years is um, this partners page is what he calls it. And I actually stole that on agency intelligence and we have a partners page there, but the partners page that he does is all of his clients. Um, if they're a business, not all of them, but many of them he has went to and said, hey, if somebody comes and they're a client of Paradiso Insurance and they come to buy shoes from you, can they get a 10% discount? And if you say yes, I'm going to put you on my partner's page and I'm going to drive traffic to that so people will know about those discounts. And every one of them is like, yeah, he's got some discounts on there like 20%. And so I thought oh, and I'm sure so- eventually he's going after he's probably going after those businesses too and writing their insurance because now they're now they're partnered up. Absolutely. And if he's not, anytime they have an issue, they're calling oh Chris Paradiso, right. what's up, brother? So no, that's the kind of stuff. It goes back, Jared, to what I think you're doing versus I think this is where I don't think Facebook and social medias have been. They're garnering and they're getting to the area of where we're going and what you're doing. But when you started off with that, wow, this is a way to get in front of everybody. Okay, wow, I'm abusing it. Now I have to pay to get in front of everybody and I still can't. And now that's not necessarily working. Now it's about building deep relationships. I think there's people like you that have been building a community for a while, but I think they've been in the background. And now I think that's now coming to the foreground to say, this isn't about throwing money at it. This isn't about getting in front of everybody. This is about creating relationships, right? Oh, yeah. It's, and I think it, that what the problem is, is that as an industry, we look to the people who have become, I don't want to say popular because it's not popular, have become seen on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter through their social media. They're seen by the industry. But the most successful people, as I dig in deeper and deeper, have their own local communities. And that's why they're successful, right? And and. Mm-hmm. I think we get shaded and, and I fell into this three, four years ago when I first started connecting with the insurance industry. And it's a powerful thing to create those relationships and have the support of, of an industry that's like no other. That I don't want to discount that, but you start getting likes and comments from the industry and, and the insurance industry is not buying insurance from me. And so that's good and has its own positive spin. But you have to be careful to protect your profit line, your sales, and what you're actually doing in your own agency by having your own community also. Okay. You just sit on something, Jared. We're going to stop right here because we need to talk about this. To all you listening, to my wonderful loyal listeners, to those who have not been a loyal listener but are one day going to be, To those who don't know me and have a clue and don't care, I have a message for all of you that is the same. Quit asking me to like your agency's Facebook page, okay? (laughs) Quit asking me. By the way, quit asking Jared to like your Facebook page. Quit asking other agents who live 2,000 miles away from you or 20 miles away from you to like your Facebook page. Guys, you're not doing yourself a service. It's kind of like how it's, it's along the same lines as how Google 
gets mad when people cheat on getting reviews. They know you're doing it. Okay. Then, then, and and they, and they, and they, they penalize you, I guess is the best way for, for doing that. Facebook knows when you're out there inviting every who nanny, you know, person out there. It notices when Jared is honestly trying to make a connection, right? He went to lunch with a realtor, which Facebook and Google probably know, and then he comes back and he connects with that person. That shows Facebook that he's d- using their tool in the right way. Correct. Not inviting when you live in Loveland, Colorado, and you ask Jason Cass to like your page in Southern Illinois, and Facebook's like, that dude ain't doesn't know what's going on. Jared, come on, help me on this. Please think, stop. No, no. And I'm I'm a hundred percent in your on your side on this. The only caveat I would say would be I get referrals. So Mike Crowley has sent me a referral before. Rob McCarthy has sent me, I mean, Rob McCarthy's cousin moved to North Carolina and he sent me the referral. I've liked his page, right? But that's a deeper relationship that now our agencies have a connection. Then we should connect, right? Connect okay. for real first. Don't use the Facebook connection to, you know, just boost numbers. It, and it's all purpose, right? What are you, why are you connecting? Are you connecting because you just want to, for your agency to have a thousand followers? These dudes that do this, Jared, are the same people on LinkedIn that hit you on them bullshit messages. I'm telling you, it's the same people. Man, I, I mean, it's, it's the same premise. It is, it's the it is. same premise. And I love that uh, LinkedIn has allowed gifts now because my responses just got so much better. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. Get out of here. Now, I will tell you, I think people are starting to craft their messages. I'm going to give uh, um, uh, props where props is deserved. The messages are getting better. I'm finally getting those people who are just like, hey, man, fan of your podcast, just wanting to connect. Okay, you had to write that, right? That's cool. I'm good with that. That's I'm a good win. With that kind of stuff. That's a win. That's cool. You're making a connection. But, hey, I noticed we have um, some familiar contacts. Let's Let's network together or let's join a network. I'm like – Dude, that's on sales navigator, right? That that's on these like little things that you buy. Like you can pre-say those messages. We all know this, dude. And so, man, it just it drives me nuts. I'm sorry, loyal listeners, to go on that rant, but I've been meaning to say this for so long. I quit it. Now, yes, if there's a genuine way, if you know, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care, and if they find out that you care, then they want to know what you know and they want to connect with you. That's legitimate. We're okay there. But I'm talking about all the other times. Drives me nuts. One other thing, Jared, that I've been wanting to say on my podcast for probably about six months and I keep forgetting and it just came to me and I don't know why. Give me a a second here, Jared. To whoever is listening in France or Spain, Jared, no joke, number three and number five or number four and six, it's three and five or four and six, countries with the most downloads – is uh, France and Spain. And it's not like, okay, like in Bangladesh, I get four a month. You know what I mean? Australia, I get like 10. Uh, India, I get 30. No, like I'm getting over 400 in those, in, those, in those countries. And I'm like, who is listening to this? You know what I mean? I don't get it. So if you are in France or you are in Spain and you're listening to this, please email me at jason at agency-intelligence.com. 
please email me. I've got something special for you. And I just want to know who you are because you listen a lot. You're an awesome loyal listener. And maybe you're an American that that like lives over there for some reason. I don't know. But let me know. Jason yeah. at agency-intelligence.com. Jared, ain't that crazy? You need agency intelligence cross-Atlantic t-shirts. That's what you need. Dude. <laughs> Always work in the community. That's our man right there. You know what's amazing when we talk about working communities is people would say to you, where do I start? If I'm going to create this community that you want to, not this sales community, not this gimmick, not trying to just connect with people in an in, uh, in an unpersonable way, like what is – when you're getting on, when you're doing your social, when you're in the mood, when you're connecting with your community, what are you doing? Handshake and a smile, man. That's it. Digitally, <laughs> handshake and a smile? No matter how you look at it and how it is, it needs to start with a handshake and a smile. That's the simplest thing, man. If you actually shake somebody's hand, look them in the eye, and smile at them on a personal level, one-on-one, you win, right? They're, they're that kind. People like people, right? There's so much diversity and, and split amongst the media and what people feel. But what the truth is, when you meet somebody and you shake their hand and look them in the eye, there's a mutual respect, and that conversation is going to be a positive one. It's the same thing on a line, right? If your tone and your familiarity familiar, – I'm not even going to try to pronounce that one. All right, dude. I'm is, with you. I can't if, get that one either. If it's there, then that's just like a handshake and looking them in the eye, right? So you can't approach social and digital and even email. Like, oh, man, email has become so impersonal. But – if you don't come with the handshake and the look in the eye, like I like when people have a little signature that says, you know, have a powerful day, you know, that that's their, that, to me, that's their handshake, right? Like um, emojis, huge fan of emojis, right? So I use, I use a fist bump, a bomb, and usually a bearded guy, right? Cause that's me. <laughs> so when right. you, when you see that emoji, you, you think me, but it's also me putting out, that's my smile and my fist bump and that's us connecting, right? I want you to connect with that. I want you to feel comfortable with that. Whether I'm selling you or nurturing a relationship or just commenting on something I like. Um, and that's when, what it when is. You see me, when you see the emoji, you see me. I love that. That's good stuff, dude. Because they are, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's that it's that text with that little emoji. Maybe it's just the emoji. I get it. But if it, that text with that little emoji is just like – you know, I, I agree with you, dude. And it's hard for people to fathom that, especially these younger, uh, these younger generation that are so big on emojis. That's how they do really represent it. And and I won't even get on to the fact of the because I want to stay focused on how you're building that community about how emojis have been able to sometimes create in lawsuits. You've got a guy who who OK's coverage with a thumbs up on a text. Right. He, he says he wanted it. Well, or he says he didn't need it. But then he thought he had it. You know, there's a lot of different things that uh, that that how we use those emojis. We don't need to get scared in that. I'm just saying that that's one of the things. But when you're building that that community, um, what is your is your end goal a way to stay connected with them, or is it a way, as you said, you using it to connect other people, kind of like you do on the agent level? Is there any specific drive towards this? Yeah. So it has to be both. Right. So I don't want to be eliminated out of the connection. But if I'm looked at as the person that could connect you like there's nothing, man, as insurance agents, 
we got to love our restoration partners, right? Our restoration services partners, because yeah. they're always bringing us donuts and bringing us lunch and stopping in. And, you know, they know they respect our time if they're good uh, business developers for the, for those companies. Um, and I love them. But uh, when I connect with them and I connect them to somebody else, I want them to still have me in that loop. And I want to not be lost lost in that right and they have to respect my time and they have to respect the the way i kind of lost my train there but i want the um you know i don't want to be eliminated so when i connect people i want them to think of me so so where i was going with that man i just went all that's okay so so i think you're doing I, i have a restoration company here locally who their business developer used to call me for everything and it got to the point where i took the wrong mindset on it and i was like why can't she just use google like pull up Google on your phone and Google this. Like, why are you calling me? And I was like, how stupid am I to not look at this as an opportunity that she is contacting me every time she needs a business mm-hmm. contact or a contact in a community and that she right. looks at me as that. Not only do I want her to keep doing that, but I want her to tell other people that I'm the guy that can do that for them. And that's, so that's so, yeah. I mean, it's just game changer when you change your mentality from I'm not your personal Google to man, I am. Let me be the Google of this community. You are their personal Google. I like that. I like that. I think that may scare people that they can look, talk to their phone. Jared, where do do I need to go? <laughs> yeah. Right, like Siri, but it was like Jared. That would that would scare you. I mean, that would be terrified. Are you married? Yes. Okay. Your wife would even be more terrified. I yeah. mean, she would just be <laughs> terrified. Like people are talking. No, you don't want to ask them. No, but okay, and that makes sense. And and so, are you guys doing any ads with any of this Facebook to kind of push this message? I don't think we have in over a year. I think we ran a little bit when I launched in Hendersonville, and we really haven't. We've been really going organic and kind of, you know, with with the way All Choice is developing into our hub and spoke model. We really want to make sure we're building our base strongly before we push it out. And so, no, we're not really running ads right now. We're really organically creating relationships. And, um, you know, one of my it's it's one of my biz, biggest successes locally is that I've been able to build that community. And it's one of my biggest struggles as all choice as a whole, because I'm not in Winston-Salem. I'm not in Greensboro. I'm not in Wilmington. And I don't know the relationships that Jack has with his local community and Mike has with his local community. And so it's a, you know, it's a challenge because you almost have to create a team atmosphere of building those relationships and not just, you know, everybody has to be on board and it's, it's not something that everybody's comfortable with. Would you agree that obviously you would agree that when you're posting content, whether it's blog, whether it's, you know, info, infographs, uh, whether it's video, whatever it is, obviously we know that the best content is the stuff that you put out. It's personal. It's it's a, about your story or about your client's story, whatever. We get that. But there's a big thought here that so many times, sure, that I will go to an agent's Facebook page, um, their, their agency, and there's just nothing on there. It's a ghost town. And to me, maybe I'm a little shallow, it's very similar to how I would see it if you I went to your website and there was nothing on it. I, I would be like, oh, you know, that's kind of like, you know, it's 2020. But if someone goes to your Facebook page or to your Twitter or to your Instagram page, if you have it and there's nothing there, 
I think that looks bad. And that's where I think that there is a, there is, you do need to be connecting. Let me give you an example, Jared. I want to get you, I want to get your opinion. Okay. Yeah. I'm not big in our community. That's not what we do. We, we do personal lines. We do it for high. Uh, we live in an area where there's a lot of nice houses. So we get a pretty good pick, but we do commercial insurance. We really don't truly care. So if you go to our Facebook page, the Insurance Alliance or the Insurance Alliance Edwardsville or Mount Vernon, all of them, you're going to see that it is constantly updated. Whether it gets any engagement or not, no, that doesn't really matter to us. But we're constantly trying to put things out there about things for maybe the community or just generic things that are like quotes or saying this or tips or something like that. Because we believe it's important that when somebody goes there, whether or not that makes a sale or not, it's a part of the brand that like makes them see when they scroll down, just like everybody does, and they see the first post that they run through in the newsfeed on your page, and they look at the date, and it says February 7th of 2015. Ugh, I oh, don't yeah. like that. What say you? So here's my analogy on posting nothing or even worse. I don't know if it's worse. I think it's worse. There's my opinion just posting your carrier's posts. So all those, you know, oh Traveler, Safeco, they all do a good job. And to be honest, I've seen them improve over the last two, three years of the quality of posts. But if that's all you're posting is what I'm saying, right? Not that you shouldn't post those, but that is, that's all you're posting. So if you post nothing and it's been months, years sometimes, right? We, we know some yeah. there's agency out there that's been 2015, like you said, since they posted. Like for real, yeah. So I, the analogy for that is you go to a networking event. You go to a party. That is the person standing against the wall, not talking to anybody, doesn't want anybody, doesn't look approachable, right? That's what you're, yep. that's what the community is seeing when they go to your Facebook site. The guy in the corner standing there, or a girl in the corner standing there. That's not the, yep. that's not the presence you want as an agency, okay. as a salespeople. The other analogy is the carrier posts. That's the guy walking around the room handing out his business card. Hey, call me, call me, call me, set an appointment, set an appointment, right? You don't want to be that guy either. Right. There's no story there. There's no personality. There's no relationship building. You don't want to be that guy either. So, you know, at All Choice, we really go with the Pareto principle of 80 20, right? Like we want 20% of our posts to, we know we're going to be selling, and 80% are going to be fun or team branding or culture driven or, you know, and it's still like we do a thing uh, every Tuesday, which is like uh, Insurance Tip Tuesday, but it's always like from from a team member, right? So, is it salesy? Uh-huh. Maybe a little bit, but it's also branding, right? This is a, a tip yeah. that our team member has on the topic that we have that week. So, you know, if it's on auto insurance, it's whatever that agent, uh, that agent, or you know, even our customer service rep will have a tip, and then we'll promote that. Yeah, which, which personalizes it, right? Like you're still, it's, people know when they come to All Choice Insurance Facebook page that it's an insurance site, right? Like you don't have to fake it. Right. Like you don't have to pretend it's not. So, but we want them to see AJ. We want them to see Jack. We want to, you know, we want them to see Jared. We want them to see Mike. Mm-hmm. We want them to see us. So it's got to be that. And then, you know, I love on Fridays, we just post a random, you know, I think two weeks ago, it was like Homer Simpson saying, have a good weekend, you know, like just have fun with it. Um, and that's, that's good too, you know, but it is. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice. 
the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. Great analogy, dude. The dude standing, or dude, when we say dude, I mean dude, a woman or man. Or dudette, right? Or dudette. Um, some person standing up against the wall opposed to the guy walking around. So, and so you would be considered just the person then that is standing in one of this many circles, just communicating and being open and letting people know about your kids or what's going on at your office or man, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, one of my staff members just went on vacation and this is something that happened to them or something. That's just being real, right? Yeah. That's add, what you're asking, doing. You're just, yeah. Asking oh, a question and listening, right? So like uh, being open to be engaged, right? Right. So and once again, I think there's a really crazy thing happening here, Jared. When we go into agencies on the commercial side, we're being taught and trained and we're finding out that it's true is to being transparent is, what's, is what it's about. But I don't want to go there. What I want to say is, is we're finding out in the first 15, 20, 25 minutes of being with the customer that we're not talking about insurance at all. We're just necessarily talking about what we call the game. We're connecting with them. We're letting them see behind the curtain as to how this whole thing plays out. I'm starting to realize that that is one of the major changes from the veteran agent to now. And it's one of the things I think they can't get over. And it's something that is becoming ingrained in our client's uh, mindset is that I should be able to see behind the curtain. It used to be like a, uh, like a fence gate. It was Everything was locked up, right? You needed to know anything about insurance. You needed to call the agent. That's the only way you could find out. Do I have rental? Do I need rental car coverage? Now there's 479 blogs on to answer that question. Uh, 10 years, 15, 20 years ago, you, only, you had to call an insurance person. And if you couldn't get your insurance person, you'd call the state farm guy or something, you know, just to say, hey, would this be covered? I think that's one of the biggest problems now is coming full full circle is understanding that it's not about pushing your sales. It's not about standing on the corner and doing nothing. It's about just being real with people. And really, at the end of the day, that's what relationships are. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's a, um, rela- a relationship is a relationship is a relationship. Right. Sometimes people yeah. don't know how relationships should be. How should I act at that networking event? When you go to a networking event, Jared, what do you do? What 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 do you usually do when you walk into a room of 30 people? Yeah, so let's hope it's more than 30, but 30 is great. So so yeah, every time I walk in I have a, a five, right? So when I 5 7 years ago, when I had my list of five, it was 
uh, usually one or two people I knew and three or four people I didn't know that I need to be introduced to. After seven years of networking, you know, you run into the same crowd. So it's the opposite. So now I do three or four people that I do know or have re current relationships with that I need to build those relationships and one or two. And I try to challenge myself, too, because I get lazy with it. But but if you uh -huh. follow that rule of five. Right. So when I walk in the door, I know I can't just listen to the people I already know, like and trust and that know, like and trust me. I have to go out and find other people. And so if there's a client, I'm going for him first. Right. Let's knock that out. Let's make sure he knows that I appreciate or her know that I appreciate them strike up a conversation, make sure I hit something personal. You know, it doesn't have to be business, um, but listen to them, right? Hear anything they uh -huh. have to say, hear what's going on with them. And then, you know, challenge yourself to meet those new people. So then I work the room and I find someone that I do not recognize and I make sure that I introduce myself to them. And when I do that, so with the people I know, it's a little easier, right? Mm -hmm. Relationships at a point, you know how to continue that. The ball keeps rolling. But with the new people, it's 100% about them. I don't want to give a business card. I don't want to tell them my name. I don't want them to know anything about me. I want them to recognize my face and hopefully remember my name because they asked. And I want them to think of me as the person that only cared about listening to them and hearing what they had to say. Because that's that's a game changer when they see you the next time. Isn't that what relationships are? That's how, that's how I that's how I got my wife, right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> see what I'm going at? Yeah. I tell this to my producers. A relationship is a relationship is a relationship. Don't make this difficult. Right. You know what I mean? Now, maybe some of my producers who who aren't married and can't keep a girlfriend, that might be an uh, a reason why I shouldn't have hired them. No, I'm joking. I don't have any of those. <laughs> I'm totally joking, loyal listeners. But no, that it's a relationship is a relationship is a relationship. I use it also in the case um, of how we date. You just don't walk up to you don't walk into a room full of people and see somebody that you think is beautiful or attractive and walk up to them and say, "Hey, you ready to go to my place?" Right? No, that doesn't work that way. Or a cheesy pickup now, line, right? The cheesy pickup lines so don't really work. Yeah, that's almost like the ID card. That's like giving the card, right? It's right. like, hey, yeah. out. you know, I'm. A, it's like what, you know? But here's the amazing thing: if you stop for a minute, if you concentrate on them. All these things we've been taught in relationships, in but of the uh, boyfriend or girlfriend nature, if we stop, ask about them, have an actual care in what they're doing, in what they need, in what they like, what's amazing is, is that night or maybe many nights later, that relationship becomes deeper and deeper all because of that. I'm so obviously this is all things that we know. But I'm trying to you loyal listeners, I want you to frame it as a relationship is a relationship. Don't make it any different. It's it's the same thing. You know, and even when there's intimacy in relationships, now it may not be the same intimacy that we have with our spouses. That's what makes our spouses crazy. But intimacy is still the same. It still comes customer service is just foreplay, right? That's just the first thing that you need. But it's the customer experience that will separate you. Yeah, that Jared, intimacy, that experience yeah. that you're giving people. Yeah, that intimacy grows, right? Because the first time you meet them, you're handshake, right? And it's always that weird handshake where one guy mm -hmm. squeezes too hard or it's a light, sweaty yeah. palm, right? And, but then it grows <laughs> into a confident handshake that you know each other, maybe a little bro pat, right? Um, right? But then, you know, you grow into the fist bump, right? Where you know each other a little better. And then you grow into yeah. like, you know, I always laugh at the people that like side hug. Like they don't want to give you the full hug, but they give you the side hug. That's right.
That's like third base, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, you know, you get to the point where these people are people that will not like literally stand there open armed and they will not allow you to not talk to them without a big hug, right? And that's when that relationship, that's the intimacy you're talking about. It's not the same as a marriage or as dating, but it's the mutual respect that you now know each other more than what's on your business card. Yeah, that's the home run, right? The the hug. That's the home run. There that's you go. the we we went here, you know. I mean, I got a couple people that as I see them like in the hallway or something at, at these events that I go to, I kind of pat my chest like football players do. You know, we get right. a little bit <laughs> yeah. of an air bump, you know? And so no, those are the relationships, and that's the relationship you're trying to create. And that's one of the things that I have to explain to my producers, uh Sean right now. God love him. He's a great agent, but and but he's going after these big accounts. And it's so tough when he's in there and he's talking to a guy. He's got a $250,000 account. He's talking with uh, the woman who controls the workers comp. And they're saying, we're going to go to bid, but when we want you to be one of those bidders. And he has to walk <laughs> away because he has to walk away in understanding all the things that we've trained him on. And he does. But it's also at the end of the day, he's having to walk away when the person is literally saying, are you serious? You're going to walk away. You're not going to give us that. You're not going to give us a quote. And we have our reasons of why it's it's built out that way. But I explained to him this. That doesn't mean no. That means we're building the relationship. That means that you went to a girl that you are madly in love with, Sean, and she doesn't even know who you are. And you've now introduced yourself and she's kind of like, hey, I'm happy where I'm at, right? It's okay. And you're like, cool, right? Out of respect, you should be backing up off of this situation. But if there should ever be a time that there should be a bad claim or a bad situation, now maybe they're already in a bad situation and they don't know. Um, it's up to you to build that relationship over the coming year and two years to slowly let them see that for themselves. Just like in a relationship, if you try to force something on somebody, they're not going to see it for what it truly is until they experience the pain or the need. Makes sense, right. Jared? And I think, yeah, without a doubt. I think Sean needs to watch the notebook, right? That's the, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you're in, you're engaged, but we used to have something like maybe I need to do, maybe I need to build you a house first, you know. <laughs> like, I'm gonna tell him that, but yes, yeah, so I'm gonna tell him that. See if it helps. But, but it does. You're right. It starts with the basics, though, right? So I have a buddy that uh, is a great client. Um, we it's really funny. We actually met. He was a high up in a retail uh, big box store, and uh, he dropped that to start his own franchise here locally. And he's been a client for gosh four or five years now, and he. Um, the, the franchise is Big Frog Custom Tees. And so he said something like four or five years ago that was um, that that they teach him, you know, and it's frog. So it's family relationships, organizations and geography. And that's the things you need to learn about somebody before you even begin to offer any value to them. Right. If you don't know who their family are, if you don't know the, what relationships they have in the community or friends or whatever it is, what organizations they're passionate about and where they are, right? Their actual geography. But if you really think about those four things, you know, for us, that's that's on the spot underwriting, right? Like that's us figuring yeah. out if that fits in our agency too. So by finding out more of them up front, you're doing a better job of being on the back. And again, the analogy of dating, right? If you're finding all that out, who their family is, right? Who's their dad? Who, who's their mom? Who's their right. siblings, right? Who do they hang out with? Who are the girlfriends? Who are the boyfriends? You know, what what are they involved in? And, and and where they live, those things dictate how those relationships build and the amount of work or 
you need to put into them or you can realize very quickly that this is never going to be what you need it to be so you can get out quickly. So I always love that frog. Yes. And you know, the frog, if for all you loyal listeners, go back to 2015, maybe 2014 and look at the, or just put into Google Carlos Vargas agents influence podcast. Cause we didn't have agency intelligence. Then it was just agents influence. Go look back then because he talks a lot about the frog, the F R O G he's lived it for 20, 30 years of his life. And if you guys don't know Carlos Vargas, um, someone you should always be following and not, Jared knows who he is. Yeah. He's the and OG in networking. He is the OG. That is right. He put the OG in frog. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how awesome this dude is. Just came up with that, Jared. That was pretty good. Huh? Sometimes I still got it. At got it 41, I still got it, man. And so he's, so if you go to Carlos, he's got an agency, I believe around 40 million in premium. He, all they do is attack the homeowners and then they cross sell all the others and how they make their money is, yeah, they do advertising and stuff. But what they do is, is they live by the frog method. He does. He lives by that frog method. And when you said that, I was like, holy cow, Jared, I haven't heard that in so long. So everybody, loyal listeners, go back. It's one of those timeless ones. You could go back and listen to it. It's timeless. You can take a lot out of that. And if you don't know, you need to go follow, follow Carlos Vargas because he is a beast. Okay. He is an absolute beast. I and love him. How much him. does that speak to what it really is, right? We're not reinventing the wheel here. This is not, you know, it's what we've been saying. We've been, you know, using analogies, but it's just the same mm-hmm. old, you know, we keep repeating it. It's, it's a relationship. It's just building and it's, it's not changed. It's nothing new. It's nothing to be scared of. It's nothing you haven't already done, right? Your best friend, when you were seven years old, you did the same things. It just was a little more natural and a little more easy then. Same, same right. thing now. So, so think if you just, this could totally blow up. Cause this just something I'm thinking of now. Think if you just, uh, Think if you have a friend or a significant other that you decided, little listeners, think about this with Jared and I, and you decided that you um, wanted to, um, and you're going to communicate with them. And the only way you're going to communicate with, with them is by talking to them. That's it. No phone, no messages. No social media, no text, nothing. That's the only way that you'll communicate is face-to-face with them. I mean, that could be a relationship you could have, right? Let's say it's a friend. Let's just say it's a friend. And that's the only way they're going to talk to you. I guess it depends on who that friend is. But my point of the matter is, is that it would only enhance the relationship if we had more ways to connect. Exactly. I think we can take that on a on a miniature scale there and try to elaborate and to stretch out what we're talking about here, Jared, to talking about building these relationships. A lot of agents push back. A lot of business owners in many industries push back and say, that's ruining the relationship. And someone like Jared and Jason says, no, that enhances the relationship. I think my my point in my it tries to it tries to help emphasize the fact. I'm not saying the more ways we can communicate with them, that makes a better relationship, but it makes it more convenient, which makes it a better relationship. What say you, Jared? I think that any technology, social media platform, uh, VoIP system in your office, text you know, through your office phone is just empowering that relationship, right? It can't replace it. It can't just be, hey, I hope they find me on social. Hey, I hope they text us, right? It's got to be two-way street. But- I think that if you look at it as a way to empower it, there's no reason you shouldn't be getting on board with as many different aspects of this as you can, because 
people want to communicate in the way they like to communicate and we can't mm-hmm. dictate that. So if they like to text, then let's let them text us and let's have a way to do that. And, and like we said earlier, it can't be shoot me a thumb up emoji when you're trying to approve, right? You need to follow up with, hey, does that mean and, and get them to say it or follow it up with a phone call and say, hey, this has to be spoken uh, on the phone. I'm going to follow this up with a phone call. You know, just like we talked about the community group, like it's great to have the community group, but they can't be binding coverage and dropping autos <laughs> through a Facebook group. There's got to yeah. be parameters, but it's just enhancements and it empowers us and it gives us something that, you know, no insure tech, no carrier, nobody can take away from us as the agent or agent. Yeah, and, you want to, and, and Jared, not <clears throat> turning it, not turning it too much um it to to away from it because i really i had no intention of us talking about this facebook and community and relationships had no intention loyal listeners that's why i believe i built i deliver you the best podcast on uh the market i have no planning i make fun of people when they do prep work because you don't do prep work you don't need prep work to make you the best what you need is you need the best when it's best for you and that goes back to to kind of what what Jared is saying. But I want to stop here for a minute when we're talking about building relationships, because I think one of the you said it there is convenience, right? It, it, it allows them to be able to do it when they want. This has to go back to this self-service model. And one of the biggest crimes, embarrassments of the independent insurance agent and loyal listeners, we're going to get real here for a minute. OK, we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to. Take down the walls for a minute, and we're going to listen to Jason and understand we're not going to take anything offensive. I was at Fix Your uh, Fix My Agency last week with Billy Williams. I've done this before at IAOA events. I've done this in mastermind calls. I've asked this question when I'm on stage. I'm giving you the truth here. When I ask people in a room, there was over 80, 85 people in this room this last week, and I said, how many of you actually have a mobile app? that you give out to your clients how many of you literally i'm going to say 30 to 40 percent of the raise raised the hand and it blew me away and i was like whoa 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 actual mobile app that like you just didn't give them the app like it actually populates their stuff in it you don't have that not them putting it in like literally everybody's hand went down except for like three hmm. and, and and here's the thing jared I'm not saying you're wrong or you're right for that. But the fact that we don't give this serious, serious consideration is absolutely ridiculous. And it's even to the point like insurance agent mobile app, which I use for my agency. They are a sponsor. I will kid you not. I don't make anything from you buying them. I pay for my own product with them. I just absolutely love them. Yeah, we use them. We use them too. You use them too. Jared, we don't want to beat up people. That's not what we're here for. That doesn't solve any problem purposes. But what we are here to do is to get people to think. And when you talk about convenience and enhancing the relationship, Starbucks enhanced their relationship with me when they allowed me to make a mobile order at my office and I drive up there and get it and can drive right back in less than five minutes. Oh, Chick-fil-A that too, right? Chick-fil-A too. That enhances that relationship because they allowed me to have another avenue. People tell me here's now this is some shameless self-promotion. You can go to your app store or to your iTunes Play Store, wherever, and search agency intelligence and you can get our app. See, I live and I put my money where my mouth is. 
because I know that I need a convenience to enhance their relationship with my customers. We give them an app that they can use. We have like 27% penetration rate. They say it's high insurance agent mobile app does, but it's to me, it's pitiful that that's all we can get. So some people are like, well, you can only get 30 people, 30% of the people that download it. Why are you doing that? That means one out of three is actually getting and has me on their real estate, right on their phone. Right. That's some of the best real estate that has can buy, right? Well, and I think that you also have to look at it from a value statement, right? So let's talk bottom line. How many calls are you cutting out from somebody answering in your agency because they just go to their phone and say, oh, I have a $500 deductible. You know, mm-hmm. how many okay. calls are you going saying, oh, no, I don't need to shop it right now because uh, my renewal is not till May. They go to the DMV and they need to register a car. Boom, it's there. It, it, yep. You know, and, and yes, 30% would be great. I don't think we're even as high as 27%. But mm-hmm. the ones that use it, use it and love it. So, right. I, you know, I, I want to say everybody else uses it, but I'm really hoping nobody in my area uses it because <laughs> it's a differentiator, right? Like, I, I want to be the guy that everybody who does that wants to use the mobile app, they know we have it and they're coming to me. Absolutely. I say it all the time, even when we're signing people up, I'll say, I just want to let you know another, or if we're, if I'm proposing and we teach the producers that that's one of the things we do, right? One of the things that Kelly uh, Donahue Piro talked about is that when they make those calls, uh, those uh, secret calls that she says that what's amazing is they find out how little the person who's on the phone with the prospect tells them about their agency, tells them about how, why they're independent, why it was a good reason why they chose to give them a call because these are the benefits they can provide. One of those things that we talk about is our insurance agent mobile app. We bought this app for you. We pay for this so that you have access to anything that you need 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It allows them to make payments because when on my thing there, they can hit the link, make a payment. It goes to ePay policy. Um, it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn good. They can submit in a request to get a change. They click the little button, boop, pops right up. They can look at their policy information, all my contact information. It's one of the things that Kiki talks about a lot that I heard her talk last week about, which was really good. And that is that we have to stop looking and realizing that we should just use that um, our app just so that they can see their policy information. Yeah. What they've seen, what they've seen is, is a lot of times, even people who have the online people can go service themselves. They're still not really truly using that because what they're still using is they're going to the website and they'll submit in a claim or they'll submit in an auto change or a home change right online. So people, what they want is the convenience of doing it on their own. Now, it's about finding the tool that fits your customer. But I mean, my app, Jared, it's like, I don't even know, dude. I don't pay bills, but I guarantee it's it's probably not more than $60 a month. I mean, I'm absolutely guessing, but I'm betting it's no more than $40 to $60 a month. I, I'm an insurance agency. Right. We make, we make good yeah, money. Yeah. $40 a freaking month. Are you serious? I mean, that's ridiculous. For, my, for that convenience... I don't get it, Jared. I, I run when I run my head through the wall and I think it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, you know? And then a lot of these agents out there, I hear them, they'll they'll be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, we don't need it. We just send them to Progressive or, you know, Allstate. They've got their own website or their own app or Nationwide. I'm like, well, what if you do, what do you do if the home's with Nationwide, but the auto's with like, you know, 
foremost or something. Right. I don't know. And they prefer to use it that way, but you only have half their business that way. Yeah. And what if they have three policies or four policies? Am I going to give? Am I going to have them going to three or four apps? Hello, this is silly. You just give them an app and say, "Hey, everything you need to do, you can do right here." And it comes to us or our agency, or it's direct to the company. Okay, Jared, I had to get off. No, I no, I think you're good. And on a macro level, I think it's you know what you're saying is why are we not offering how we're different, right? So there are people out there that are using that app and they're not communicating it. You know, I know mm-hmm. right now. All Choice is building out a customer portal so you can go on because we saw that uh, certificates of insurance were one of the first automated things that Jack built out. And we have seen thousands, thousands of COIs come through there and cut down on time. And now that our clients are trained for several years that they can get it there, and we tell them right off the bat, if you want it tomorrow, call us. If you want it later today, email us. If you want it in an hour, Fill out the online form. And we don't care how they do it, but don't email us and say, why don't I have it yet? Don't call us and say, why don't I have it yet? We we have a way for you to get that quickly and we will process it quicker that way. And it's because it just gets done. We're not interrupted. And so it's the same thing with the mobile app. If you tell them, here it is, right? And if it's only a third, they're using it. On a macro level, you're training your clients to help not only themselves be better knowledgeable in what coverages they have and how they can operate with you as an agency, but your agency is running more profitably and giving a better customer experience. Jared, they just want their problem solved, right? Yeah. That's all they want. Let's not make this difficult, folks. They just want their problem solved. So if we do the same exact thing, I learned it from Nicholas. I finally... Nicholas Ayers is doing it, and about two years ago, I said, damn it, I'm going to do this. And it's, it's the reason why us agents push each other in ways that 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 is in, that are incredible. And 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 somebody goes in, and they need to make an auto or, or uh, delete an auto and add an auto, whatever it could possibly be. Um, it has to do with that simple deleting or adding an auto. Okay, so you guys can tell how ignorant I sound on this and how far away if I am from actually doing this. But I set this up years ago. Um, but what it has to do is we give them two options. We have two ways that we can take that. Thanks very much, Glenda, for calling in. We have two ways that we can do this, one or two. And we've created it this way so that we can allow you to have options the best way. What we can do is I can take down all this information for me right now of everything that needs to be done on the change. And we're happy to do that. It's We are pretty busy, so it's going to take a couple hours. We may get it to you an hour, but it's going to take a little bit to get you your ID card and the difference in your premium. Or I can send you a link right now to your cell phone. You click on that. You put in the information, and you're probably going to get it in less than 15 to 30 minutes. Promise. Which way is best for you? Oh, well, I just want – we have found exactly what Nicholas said. Anywhere between 20 to 30% of the time – it, we don't have an exact amount there, but we know 20 to 30% of the time, it kind of depends on a couple different factors, that person chooses to do the online thing. And what's amazing, we have found, not a lot, but we're starting to see it, when that person makes an auto change again, they don't call our agency. Right. That doesn't mean that we don't reach out to them. See, now we're into that issue, right? Now we're into the issue of we're glad that they made their change, but we need to have a follow-up now that maybe a licensed person does call them or somebody calls them who says, hey, how did that go? How are everything going? Is there anything else that you need to know? Is your ad insurance still adequate? We can go over that. So we either do that up front and then take the information and submit it for a change 
or we allow them to submit it for a change, take the information, and then we follow up. Yeah, and I think what you just said is instead of reacting to them calling, you're going to be proactive in your relationship, right? So it goes right back to building relationships. Like, what do you like better when your wife gets, you know, when you're when you bring your spouse flowers on Valentine's Day because you're reactive to the holiday, or you bring it on, you know, March 14th, right? When it's a month later and it's no reason, and you're just putting it out there, like bonus points, right? All the time. So if you're proactive on building that relationship instead of reactive is exactly what you're able to do. And not only that, but you're opening up productivity time for your team during the day to not be answering the phones and not taking care of menial tasks that don't need to be taken care of where they could actually advise people and build the relationship and spend time, quality time with the clients that want to be spent, have that time spent with them. This is fantastic. Really, really do, man. I really think that, I mean, Jared, we straight like busted down relationships, you know, <laughs> and, and this is, and this is things that I have thought about in little pieces and, and what a great, what a great podcast, dude. I mean, we really delivered some value and, and I think that's, once again, I think that's why people connect with you. I think that's why people connect with us. They realize that community is really, truly what it's about, right? We can only do it. It's the reason why I called a lot of people, um, when I was thinking about taking Travis on as a partner in 2015, I had nearly every one of those people tell me, Jason, don't take on a partner. I had 100% ownership in the agency. I mean, he has now 50% and I have 50%. And it was the best decision I ever made because I realized that I could only go so far alone. And I think it's that way with our business, right? We can only go so far alone. And the more community you can create, the better of a connector you are, the more elevated you get to be seen as the expert. And once again, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. When they find out you care, Jared, they want to know what you know, which happens to be insurance. It's 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 really ro- not rocket science, and I appreciate that, Jared. One quick yeah. one thing we're gonna we're, what I'd like to do is I'd <clears> like <throat> to um, do readers or leaders, and then I'd like to have you wrap it up, and then I'll wrap it up, and we're out. And we know for a fact, Jared, that leaders are readers, and readers are leaders, and you are a reader, so that must mean you are a leader. Tell us what you're reading right now. I am actually reading the One Thing by Gary Keller. So great focus. I think I've read a couple books around a lot of what he talks about, but he kind of hits across the board on uh, just refocusing on what you're spending your time on and what you're putting priorities on. And so it's been a uh, refocus. Um, I actually just got done reading the Millionaire Real Estate book or Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller also, which amazingly, there's a lot of stuff I just flipped through, but a lot of stuff that applied to insurance agents. I posted a lot on stories and I would switch out real estate agent with insurance agent and got a lot of feedback from the, uh, from the industry about, man, that really, that really hits resonates. So it's just, again, timeless lessons that could be learned from other industries and other leaders. So yeah, the one thing, Gary Keller. Fantastic, man. That's that's good stuff. Thank you very much for that. Wrap it up for us, Jared. Tell us what you want. Close it out. People want to get with you. They want to connect. Tell them about the future. Hype them up, man. Let them know. Let them know. Yeah, big things going on at All Choice. Would love, uh, you know, if you want to connect with us, not just follow us, uh, you know, reach out to us on All Choice. Of course, we'd love to teach you anything we're doing. We are an open book. So uh, we do a lot. Jack is uh chin deep in, in technology right now, really trying to grow the agency. Um, I'm chin deep in processes and systems, trying to get our sales process 
set. Uh, I love working with Jack. He knocks it, sets it up. I knock it down. We reset it up even better. So follow us there on All Choice uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're everywhere. Um, and then personally, Jarrett Bellman. You can't miss me on social media if you look up Jarrett Bellman. Uh, there's nothing better than Googling yourself and seeing yourself everywhere. But uh, but yeah, connect with me if I can do anything for you. Would love to open up uh, our back end and show you what we're doing. Would love to offer value. Um, you know, I I've, I've been. Uh, blessed by the people that have spoken greatness into me. And so would love to do that to others. Dude, Jared, this has been fantastic. And I appreciate you very much. And uh, you, you, you do is, I don't know if it's like a thing. We didn't get to talk about it. Like you just have to have some big old masculine beard or some shit like that <laughs> to, to work there. Cause you have one. And I didn't notice you had one. Cause the last time I saw you, you didn't I have did one. Not, yeah. So I was, I was like, wow. I mean, and not only did you grow it, you grew that sucker quick. I mean, yeah, that looks like Wesley Anderson's. And I know his is beautiful because he, he usually says he caresses it with Wolverine blood. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he's, he just, it's all glad. I say him all the time. I'm like, man, your beard's so shiny. He says, Cass, that's a Wolverine blood. Yeah, I've gotten so two, anyway. two really good compliments. One was that it's bulletproof. My beard was bulletproof, <laughs> which I was like, that's nice. And uh, the that's other was that I was lumber metro, whatever that means, but. Some lumber metro, lumber metro. Okay. Like, that makes sense. Okay. That metrosexual, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I got told that I was like metrosexual um, person when I was in Vegas back in October. And I'm like, this person told me this when I was in, a, oh, in, in an elevator. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Is <laughs> yeah. that a good thing? You know, once somebody explained it to me, it, it actually is a good thing. It just means that I like to dress nice and stuff like that. But uh, so it makes the same where you like you're one of those lumberjacks that likes to look good, you know, you and, go. and I'm I, just take it right. Just I'll take, take it. it. Yeah. Uh, just throw throw everything that you can on me because you're going to tell me the good and bad anyways. That's how I like about the world. Jared, thanks very much for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. It was a pleasure. Hey, loyal listeners, it, once again, I do it for you, and this is why I do it. And this was a great podcast, and I hope you got a lot out of this. There was things that I've thought about, maybe some things I talked about a long time ago, but I really hadn't broken down relationships um, like I did with, with Jared and I. Jared, um, what's crazy is, is, is you guys may realize, like, I didn't even ask him the questions, the questions that I ask all the time, and that's not fair to Jared. And so, Jared, real quick, are you an iPhone or a Droid user? Uh, yeah, Samsung, man, all the way. All right. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I hate to lose. Hate to lose? Yeah, definitely hate uh, to lose. Skill or luck? What's brought you here? No, oh, skill, hands down. Brought on by others, not, not nothing I did. God and others, but skill. God and others. There he is again. That, that boy, God, he's always creeping up in here. But there we go. Sorry about that, loyal listeners, because you didn't even get to know. And then what's so cool about the fact that I'm just now asking him these questions is because a lot of time it's planned. With Jared, we got right into it. We started digging right into Facebook and some of the relationships. And those are things that we haven't talked about a long time. And when it comes down to it, it comes down to relationships. That's the whole point. Go back and listen to Daniel Burris when he talks about it. I said to him, I said, Daniel, he's a futurist, one of the brightest out there, works for the, he's a special advisor to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. No joke. He, I asked him, I said, David, with future being it the way it is, and, and, and all this AI and deep learning and social and digital media and everything that's out there, what is the future? And he said to me, and you can hear him say it, 
Jason, the future is relationships. Now, when somebody like that who wrote books back in the 80s and 90s about what it would be like in the 2010s and 20s, and he's right on, that's somebody you need to listen to. When you listen and you look at the progression of Facebook, as we, as Jared and I talked about it, from let's say 2010 to now, you're starting to see that relationships are winning out. Not the clicks, not the likes, not the posts, not the ads manager, but the community of the relationships, being able to use it to, to build your brand and say, here's who you are, being able to use it to say, this is my community I've created. How can I use it to benefit you? Who in my community can I use to not only help that person, but to help somebody new to our community? This is the way that you do it. This isn't rocket science. Jared didn't discover anything new. Relationships have been here since the beginning of time. Adam and Eve were a relationship. I bet you they had a lot of the same things and the same issues and the same things today. Heck, to them, enhancements were wearing clothes. I don't really truly know, but you can just see that relationships have been here from the very beginning. All we're doing is using different tools to try to enhance those. And that's the dire warning for all of you, that those who decide to say, I'm not going to understand that this is transforming, that this is changing the way we're doing business, changing the way that relationships are being developed and the foundation they're being built on. You could be part of the great separator. There's people out there that are realizing that Jared and Jack and his group are real. They're people that they can trust. This is what we're looking for in this world where we can get information from everywhere, in this world where everybody's throwing us and telling us that they know what's best. It's important that someone, you have the same guidelines and the same thought that Jared does to keep building that trust and enhancing those relationships. This is no joke. Social media is not done. You can't sit there and say, well, when Cass and Hanley were talking about this in 2013, I knew it was a fad. No, what it was at that time, it was able to be gamed with money. It was able to be gamed because the user on the other end didn't understand the power of it. But now they've been conditioned. Now they know. Now they're looking for Jared's. Now they're looking for Jack's. And they can be found. Can they be found in your area? Check that out. This has been Jason Cass with Agency Intelligence Podcast, which today... I did. I gave you a real agent in a real agency, and I gave you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass, and that was Jared, and we are out. Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the LAAIA? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latins. Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Trisha Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. 
And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's going to be August 21st, the 24th, at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been Cass Approved.